to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And it is my goal to inspire and empower you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether that's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. And if you happen to be a light warrior, highly sensitive soul like I am, we have a free gift for you. It's at sensitivesoulguide.com. It's the uh, Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, the three ways. virus pandemic. <laughs> so uh, the guest today is Lori Morris, and she's the author of Reverse Heart Disease Naturally, A Woman's Guide to Not Die Before Your Time. And uh, she actually has a PDF of uh, the book that you can check out at www.aguidetonotdiebeforeyourtime.com. And we'll, we'll say this a couple of times during the show as well. So in case you didn't get that, all that down, we'll say it a little bit later, the URL to get that uh, copy free ebook. And why are we doing this? Well, the thing is, is that uh, a lot of people think that, you know, women, you know, if they're dying, they're dying of breast cancer or, you know, they think of some sort of other disease, if you will. But as Lori will be telling us, it, that is actually not the number one killer of women uh, in our society. And uh, we're not just going to be talking about physical heart health, but really holistic heart health. Uh, because right now, we really need our uh, men and women to really tap into their heart wisdom, to be able to be in that heart space. Because if we're going to change the world to a better place, and not regress and go backwards and go into a, a place of chaos, we really need all parts of our hearts uh, to be up and running and uh, fully evolved uh, so we can create a new reality for everyone here. Uh, so I'm excited to interview Lori today because she is going to um, you know, give us, first of all, we're going to talk about some, you know, some science, some stats about heart stuff, uh, but then go into like, you know, what about emotional stuff? Like how does that affect the heart. I know from my practice and um, from doing light medicine and body code, emotion code, it is super, super, super important. And then um, she has something that she calls creating a healthy heart. So I'd love to tap her brain about how do we create a healthy heart um, and how do we heal in a much more uh, easier, graceful way. And if you would like to ask Lori a question today, the number to call in live if you're live on the show is uh, 818-514-1190, hit 1, so we know your hand is up, 818-514-1190, and just hit 1. And so like I said, uh, Lori is the uh, author of this really, really cool book called um, uh, Reverse Heart Disease Naturally, The Woman's Guide to Not Die Before Your Time. And she is actually a fellow acupuncturist, a fellow Chinese medicine person. Uh, and we just found out just like a few minutes ago that uh, we're actually both uh, in, uh, in love with one of the healing tools that we use, which is the LifeWave Patches. So that's pretty cool. Now, she's been a practitioner of Chinese medicine and, and a healer for over 25 years. So in her practice, she weaves nutrition, energy medicine, creative healing processes together uh, to release unhealthy emotions and powerfully cultivate a connection with the ultimate healer, which which is love. And so now she's doing some telemedicine and, and on, in the online space, so I'm sure she'll be telling us more about that. So welcome, Lori. Thank you so much. I loved everything you said about all hearts on deck. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> 
Oh, no, that's that's perfect, perfectly aligned. Great. Well, we'd love to know your story. How, first of all, how did you get into Chinese medicine? Like what interested you to get into Chinese medicine? And then second of all, what interested you to focus on the heart and heart for, heart health for women specifically? Right. Yeah, good question. Well, I was in corporate for about 10 years. I knew that wasn't my calling, and I just wanted to wake up every day like, you know, artists did and, and love what they did. So I, I was in, you know – inquiry for a number of years, what would be the thing that I could love to do? And um, I saw those books like Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow and the What Color Is Your Parachute and stuff. I remember that so many years ago. Now. Right. Yeah. And um, it, it, I was reading books on health. I, 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 I just felt like that was, you know, the direction I knew I would go into. I managed health clubs for a while. Anyway, eventually landed on Chinese medicine. And I it's so interesting because every cell in my body started dancing and I realized there was actually a program that I could study and learn this medicine. And it, you know, I've just never looked back. It was a portal that opened for me and, and, you know, it's everything that I could imagine it being and better. And then the book came along um, last year. Well, I've had a book in me for about 10 years and I have files on my desktop, my, my book, my chapters, all this stuff. I finally worked with a, right. a, a publishing company last year, and they, they have a program set up where you can just kind of walk yourself through in a, in a real organized way, and I loved it. But I'm not sure what I was going to write on. So I went to bed every night for seven nights, and I asked, you know, the source of life. I asked divine intelligence, what would you want me to write on? And the morning after the seventh night, I was in the bathroom, and it dropped in about the heart and I was like oh of course I mean I'm a very spiritual person I've been you know on a spiritual journey for about 40 years I'm almost 60 and um I was like of course we have to write about the heart that's the motherboard that's the portal yeah. the city and 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 we're at a place in human consciousness I believe we're ready to bring that online like you said in the beginning we need to counterbalance all of the the, the the head stuff that we we tend to lean into very strongly so that's the nutshell version wow that that's amazing i love that you said that you you know have the seven days of uh, if i may say introspection <laughs> you know and and waiting for that guidance to drop in i think there's so many of us that um, have had probably decades where we have no idea you know how to get guidance um and 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 to follow it, and that's the thing is once people get guided, sometimes they don't follow it. <laughs> I know I'm very yeah. in the past been very good at doing that. <laughs> right. Well, that's how um, we learn, right? That's how we do our yeah. trial. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, and and yeah, so that's really interesting. Now you have um, been in Chinese medicine for quite a while now. Um, mm-hmm. So let tell us a little bit about. Um, this book and and what like how how does that all fit into to this book when you're talking about heart health for women because I know it's not just about physical heart health yeah yeah that's such a good question and you know as you know what I love Chinese medicine is that it was understood Chinese medicine was cultivated by observing nature and we as human beings are microcosms of this macrocosm of nature and what what's interesting right now during our our stay-at-home global emergency, um, shelter-in-place, is that more people are connecting to nature. So, you know, there's wind and there's fire and there's water and there's, 
these elements, right? These five elements in nature, wood and, um, and metal or air. And so we are part of those, but we don't necessarily understand how to, how to weave all those together so that we have a tapestry of good life, you know, a, a life where we have optimal function. So to bring it back now around to the book, the book has seven very specific steps that while they are exquisite for heart health, honestly, they're good for any health journey. And so they're very specific, and some of them are practical, the ones we know about like eating healthy and nutrition, because that's what actually cultivates our life force, you know, as a, human, as a flesh and blood biophoton being, right? And of course, <laughs> yeah. honestly, the very first step is our connection to life force. And it doesn't matter what word we put to that. We could say source or love or our divinity or nature or, you know, some people use the word God. That part doesn't matter. In Chinese medicine, we use the word chi. And so it's connecting into that that actually helps us with our guidance, like you just said. It helps us open our heart. It helps us balance our head and our heart. It helps us activate the blueprint for wholeness and health that lives in every single one of our cells. And that's that's the journey to wholeness and the journey to health. Ah, wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think that many people feel maybe a little bit um, scared. Well, mm-hmm. maybe a lot scared. <laughs> Um, lately, uh, because uh, of things going around, and I—I I mean, I can imagine that because of the rural social isolation, people not uh, working, that it can be kind of a double-edged sword for some people. Sometimes, you know, people are just to- totally surrendering to it and enjoying yeah. their family, enjoying re—you re, know, um, kind of. Um, reframing the whole experience and innovating in there. And then there's other people who are under a lot of stress, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, worry about their future. And I, we know that that's uh, not very good for our health and specifically uh, our heart as well. So if we can get to yeah. that place like you're talking about and to, to tap in to something that we already have inside of us, it's free. Yeah. It's, that's such a good point because and, and I understand it, it, it can be very scary. The head, and this is actually one of the chapters in the book, it's called Cohesion in the Mind. Our head and our, our human mind are so locked in fear and so kind of wants to keep us exactly the way we are. But the heart knows that it's actually safe. And one of the simplest things that we can do, is just put our hand on our heart and talk to our heart as if it's, you know, listening because it is <laughs> as if it, as if it's like a friend and just say you know what I am scared I don't even know what to take as my next step can you help me can you guide me and I, I guarantee if we give a little attention that way to our heart then she will she will show us the way that has been my experience all my life even alongside my fear oh I like that that's really cool, and it's very simple. And and we just don't get taught these things in school, which is why it's so important for people to be able to access, like the the book, like you have, you know, that you've written, and and just that that wisdom, because it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, <laughs> you know. And yeah. yes, sometimes people need some guidance, some reminders, you know, that they have this power within them to connect, to to love, to source, to to their heart's wisdom, um, and they just need that little bit of inspiration to do it um so yeah that that that's fantastic um maybe we can back up a little bit laurie if yeah. it's okay and 
to talk about um, some a little bit of stats because I, I think that um, myself included, even though I'm a medical doctor, is that we hear a lot about you know, women and breast cancer and ovarian cancer and, like, all these women-related issues, but that isn't the number one killer of women. So maybe you could tell us about some stats that you've been aware of related to heart stuff. So we're going to put our science brain on here just for a moment. Sure. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting you say it that way because when, when I got the message right about the heart, I thought, okay, and I went off and I did my research and I did not know that heart disease is actually the number one killer of women. Uh, it, and and it, it takes more lives than all cancers, including breast cancers, uh, accidents, respiratory illness, and Alzheimer's combined. So it is such wow. a large, right? It is such a large killer of, of women. And I, I remember when I was reading that, I just I sat on the floor and I thought, okay, this is important because all of that wisdom, all of the, the good lives that have been led by, the, by, our, by women, right, on the planet are leaving the planet too early, and that's not okay. So, um, and the other thing that I learned is that women don't recognize, it, it's, a, it's kind of a hidden thing, right? They don't realize that when they start getting signals from their system, like as, as heart health markers start a rising cholesterol or a, a rising blood sugar yeah. in the blood glucose, or maybe they have a little bit of high blood pressure, or they, they know they have inflammation. Those are all intelligent messages from the body that the heart is struggling and need, and they need, you know, they need to do some things differently. And, and women don't like to admit that is what I, I discovered. And I'm <laughs> really? That, it's, it's Why is that? I don't know. It's it's almost like a hypnosis. And then I, I just want to pan out a little broader because we're talking about a minute ago, we were talking about taking full responsibility and, and, you know, learning how to have our heart teach us how to be on a healing journey. Because the cultural current is so strong that disease is prevalent and that we're going to catch something. And of course, that's possible. That's happening right now. But if we can cultivate and create our own body, mind, and spirit to be stronger and healthier, then, then that system will prevail. And that includes with heart health. Um, so I don't know why that is. I, I think that there's a lot wrapped up into that that's probably beyond the, you know, the topic of our show um, that has to do with the energy of, of the counterbalance of yin or feminine counterbalancing the yang or the masculine that's happening right now on the planet more harmony not for any anything other than that that makes sense but it does it does and and it's funny because my uh guru word or that that thread that is my essence is actually the word harmony oh so Yeah, so so when there's disharmony, it it actually is really difficult for me. And at the same time, that's part of who I am and my mission, so to speak, is to. And how you evolve. So I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I. believe it's kind of the same thing. I know this is a big topic. To, you know, we're not going to go into the whole COVID nineteen pandemic thing, but um, it's it's you know we we it, it's understood and connect you know connected to what we're experiencing right now and connect to. Um, us manifesting and, and speaking of manifesting now you have this 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 kind of tagline um, about creating a healthy heart so maybe you can explain what do you mean by creating a healthy heart yeah well one of the other things that that 
I learned in my research is that cardiologists are now understanding as, as advanced as heart health is with stents and medications and all that, what leading edge cardiologists now know is that it's not enough. Eating healthy, moving our body, doing the, the leading edge medical technology, using the medical technology, it's still not enough. And they're not sure. They, they, they do know that psycho, spiritual, and social components have got to be at the forefront. So I became a, uh, intentional, a certified intentional creativity teacher a couple of years ago, and I've been a creative myself for about 12 years. It happened in menopause. It kind of took over. It was my boat through menopause. I was one of those people who said I couldn't draw a stick figure and that I wasn't artistic <laughs> by it, you know. By no stretch of the imagination, but I was wrong, and it, I, it's just a muscle to build just like anything else. So what I've learned to kind of tie that around is that we very consciously create our health, and we can use creativity or creative healing processes to access parts of our health, parts of our expression, parts of our abundance, parts of our capacity to love through creative through creativity. And for those who would claim themselves not creative, that's just flat out lie. Because earlier when we were talking about our divinity or whatever word we would want to put to, um, you know, chi or life force or love or, you know, source, that one of the same words is creative life force. So the nature of the universe is to create. It's an impulse of our, cre- of our of being that's to create. And that impulse we lives in our We can't help it. We just create. We can't help it. <laughs> And that, that flame, that impulse is comes out of our heart space. So um, so it all ties together and it's also one of the ways we can address our stories. So one thing that cardiologists are looking at is that it's our stories that either shackle us or free us. And and we have to, you know, really look at what the beliefs that we have and the stories that we've been living and and find our way to walk through them as a means of our personal medicine because when we when we run from them then they they shackle us they cause disease when we walk through them it becomes our personal medicine and i know of no other way to to look at our stories and to and to heal our wounds than through creative a creative process because they're symbols there's image, there's color, and there's word that can actually get beyond our, our conscious mind and access part of our subconscious uh, elements that, that know how to heal. Wow. Yeah, it's like that the perfect the perfect doorway in. I mean that, that mm-hmm. whole creative uh that creative process and the, I mean my understanding is that um the just I mean that's just electromagnetically but just the electromagnetic field of the heart is huge. I mean it's mm-hmm. so much yeah. bigger than the brain. <laughs> it, it you is. know, and, and that's it, a I, I talk about this in the book Heart Math, which is a thirty plus year organization that has studied exactly what you're talking about. I'm sure you know about them. Um, they they know that there are brain cells. There are very recent brain cells in our heart that actually get our message instantaneously, like in nanosecond. I don't know the, the timing of it all, but before our brain gets it. So our heart gets yeah, it's amazing. transfer to the brain. So we put all this emphasis on our brain, and I'm not I'm not belittling the brain by any means, but we, we give very little attention to the heart, and I think that's going to start changing, especially as we go through these processes that globally we're all looking at right now. Yes, 
I, I think that it's it's not that we don't have choice, but it <laughs> it's like that would be the best choice in my. That yeah, would be the best. It's so true. It's like just just use the heart. It the mind doesn't have to go anywhere. It it's it's just about you know a, a co-creative relationship between our head and our heart. That's the best way to say it. Co-counsel, so to speak. Yeah. That's true. Well, and and how many times, I'm sure you've seen this in people that you mentor and that you help your clients, um, how many times do we see people make decisions, myself included, so I'm not like super special or anything, you know, but how many times do we see people make decisions based on what their mind, logic, fear, Mm -hmm. ego, whatever dictates, not their heart because they're like, well, I can't, I can't do that or I can't be that or you know, and maybe you can speak a little bit about that or the danger of doing that, maybe. Yeah, well, and I'm with you. I mean, I, I, I keep, I've done that for so long, but I'm, tr- I'm practicing not doing it. And every time I, I include my heart, I realize how safe and how trustworthy the heart is and how much broader of a perspective that the heart has. So when we live, you know, when we live from, if you just imagine that your hand is cutting off at the neck, and everything above the neck is where we make our choices from. It cuts off everything below that, right? So I don't, I don't know if listeners have that visual, um, but there, there is so much wisdom in every cell of our body that if we don't include that wisdom and that intelligence that lives in every electron, right? I, I say in the book that there's 37.2 like trillion that. cells. Yeah, and in every cell, there's 37.2 trillion atoms. And in every atom, there is an electron of intelligence. That is so much wholeness and so much intelligence and so much wisdom that why wouldn't we access that for our decisions? I mean, it, makes, it just doesn't make right. sense to exclude it. Well, you know, our society is very much, um, let's just say, gives us kudos for being left-brain intelligent. And right. logic, like to the to the exclusion of what I call the whole brain approach or the whole body approach in your case, right? Of of, yeah. of making decisions, of you know, getting that internal guidance. Um, and I and I see it in in the young people that I mentor as well, uh, because that's the way they've been. They've they don't even know it. They they've been. Um, uh, molded, if you will, by education right. systems, by parents, by politics, by, you know, even even our scientists, right, to say they this totally. is gold. Like, you need to have a double-blind, placebo-controlled trial to prove blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, the thing is, yeah. is when we, when we uh, include our body wisdom, it, it doesn't exclude the mind. It includes the mind. It includes the logic right. of the mind. So it's like a win-win-win situation. But stop isn't true. If we only use our mind, we don't. We do exclude the rest of the body wisdom, intelligence. So that's a win. That's a lose situation, right? So it, it just makes. I keep repeating myself, but it just makes sense to include the whole system. Yes, it does. It does absolutely. Um, now, where can people like? I mean, what do you suggest that people do, especially you know women? who are interested in, in heart health, whether it be physical or emotionally or whatever, like where should they, where should they start? Well, I mean, I'm a little biased on this because of all my years in, in supporting uh, women and especially with heart health. I think that they should start with reading the book <laughs> and the very sure. first, yeah. the, the very, yeah, I mean, it outlines, 
defines it so clearly, the seven steps. And the thing is, is we don't have to get it all perfect tonight. We just, we just have to start one step at a time. And the first, the first step is cultivating that relationship with creative, you know, with our, with, with our art, with our creative life force. And then go through the steps methodically. Do what you can, just up level one, you know, even if you just took one step one week at a time and said, okay, I'm just going to get um, my next level of, uh, of being better at whatever the thing they're tending to, and then move on to the next and then just keep repeating it. It's like a rinse and repeat thing. And after a few months time, you realize, wow, I am including more vegetables in my diet or wow, I am moving my body in ways that are more joyful or wow. I am trusting my heart to come along with my head, <laughs> you know, and it I'm safe. I, nothing, the roof have, has not caved in on me. You know, those are the kinds of things that we, our heart can, or our head convinces us will happen. It's just true. And then of course, if they're willing to play with, uh, even if it's just with a piece of paper and pencil, you know, it could be a piece of recycled paper with doodling or, and I, I describe all of this in that chapter with, with accessing that part of ourselves and cultivating a relationship with our creative life force that comes from our heart center in order to access our wisdom and our next steps and our, our best choices for ourselves for being on a healing journey. And that's how we create our health. That's how we create a healthier body, a stronger immunity, um, a dance that's more amenable between our head and our heart, and better relationships, connections, and, and you know, increasing our capacity to love and healing our emotions. We haven't really talked that much about that part yet, but that our emotional energy gets kind of tied up in knots around our heart center. And that's a real, that's where our shackling comes in. And that's that's what we really want to tend to because energy lands last in the physical and usually it starts out in a mental emotional component as a mental emotional component and we really want to we want to tend that and now's the time right that makes so much sense so much sense and i i, I remember when i was first uh, reading the emotion code book uh, by dr bradley nelson he has mm-hmm. a little bit of uh a mention of this thing he calls a heart wall, which is a bunch of trapped emotions around the heart. And, and he was working on his wife and he talks about that in the book and he could see it clairvoyantly in his mind. It was like, you know, uh, a very, very thick floor, <laughs> you know, that this wall. And I, I'd never heard of anything like that. And so I thought, well, gee, I'm going to check mine, right? Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you how thick it was. It was like miles thick. <laughs> like, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. And so this, this process of, of releasing, this heart, well, and a lot of mine, by the way, was um, inherited emotions that I inherited yes. from both sides of the family. And I think that was my role in this timeline because one of my healers um, and teachers way back when, Pat Jones, one time she had a did a reading for me in a Reiki session, and she said, wow, I see thousands of your ancestors behind you nodding and thanking mm-hmm. you for what you're going mm-hmm. to be doing for them. And I'm like, what am I going to be doing for them? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then when I yeah, I was like I, I she goes and and they're telling you not to be intimidated by the task right, um, yes. but then after I discovered this heart wall and and this all these emotions all these inherited emotions and realized now I had you know tools to release them that was what I was doing for my you know inherited I mean my my ancestors and you were yeah. stopping it in the lineage with you. 
Yeah. I had the same, it's so interesting that you had that experience. I had the same thing in my twenties. I had a healer tell me, oh my gosh, you have so much fear in, in like knotted balls. I can actually see this in people, this, this knotted emotional energy around their heart centers. Um, But she said, you're, and you're healing that in this lifetime. And and this is why I know how to work with people who are afraid because I, I, I have worked with fear my entire life. It's in my ancestors and it's at, it's being healed in, in lineage, every healing that I do and with every emotional release that I do. And it's worth it. Wouldn't you say, I mean, the, the freedom and the liberation and the lightness that comes after a release and a healing is so worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, mind you, I kind of went crazy when I <laughs> was doing the emotion code because what, whatever I learn, I just go like dive right in. Right. Yeah. Uh, my mentors okay. love it. They, they call it, um, Marcus calls it uh, the the moving faster than the speed of disbelief, which I love that term. So oh, here I'm diving in. It's not a great term. So I'm diving and I'm releasing all these emotions, right? I, I talked to my parents and I'm like, oh, you know, I found all this ancestral stuff and it's, it's going to be really great. It's going to really help you. And my parents at that time, they were in Hong Kong and they're like, we feel like crap. Oh, And I was no. like, oh, they're detoxing. And I was like, shoot, I never even thought of that because I was doing an hour of healing on myself. Yes, I was getting sleepy, but no big deal, right? I didn't even think that they would be detox. Now, now nobody has to do it like crazy like I did, okay? Right. <laughs> but it was like, right. note to self, when you're exactly. doing ancestral work, maybe you need to do it slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but for me, um, I, I was able to finish my 416-page tome of a book, Guide to Healing wow. Chronic Pain, because my heart wall was released. Beautiful. Oh, I love that. That's so, thank you for doing that work. Everybody who does work like that on the planet changes the world. Well, I think that different people, when they, when they work on this heart piece and this emotional piece, uh, that sometimes you don't even know what's going to come out of it. Like some people, I know in the Emotion Code book and think they were talking, like, like pain went away and all these miraculous things. And I really didn't notice anything except for being sleepy after doing the work. But mm-hmm. it was like only after a year had gone by and I realized, OMG, I actually finished that book and I published mm-hmm. that book. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I was like... And then I got to number one bestseller because of a myriad of interesting, you know, coincidences and things like that. Anyway, but I was like, oh, that's what happened. That's the power of tapping into that heart. Yeah. Yeah. That creative force. And that that list is endless. I mean, it could be writing a book. It could be healing a relationship. It could be, um, you know, discovering your purpose. It could, I mean, there's just so many ways. That the so heart many. will with each individual person according to you know their highest and best healing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, since we're part way through, I just wanted to check in. Some folks have just joined us. Um, I want to let you know that um, I'm interviewing Lori Morris, and we're talking about a healthy heart, but not just physical heart. We're talking about heart, like in all aspects of the heart. How do we create a new vision of our future reality? How do we create healthy relationships um, and create a healthy heart? So she has a free gift for you. If you're listening live and on the replay, check it out. It's at dot a guide to not die before your time.com. So that's all one word, no dashes, no spaces. So guide to not die before your time.com. And if you're on my Light Warrior Network Facebook group or my Facebook profile, just check it out. We just I just posted that a few minutes ago. Um, you just click on that link and uh, tell us um, 
Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, so do they actually get a chapter of the book, the whole book? Like, I, the whole book. What, what's the, the whole book. The whole book. Wow. Yes, the whole book. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> want the information to be in in the hands of, of people and women in particularly, because I do tend to work with women, although I do, I do. But I want them to have these steps. I want them to know that it, it, I, I want them to know how to do it and that when they do it, they can start discovering that there is a, there is a healing capacity inside of them. Oh, that's so generous. Thank you so much. Yeah, my awesome. Yeah, so I just I yeah, I just shared it to three different places on Facebook just now. Uh so yeah, with a call to action there and that's really cool. That's really cool. Um maybe you can I know we we spoke a little bit. I don't I don't know whether or not the steps, the seven steps have like people can ask. I'm just intuiting what they're asking. Um do we have to do the seven steps in a row? You know, you don't. There's a logical order to them, but, you know, I've heard a lot of times people, they know they need to get a grip on their nutrition, so they jump to that particular chapter first. Um, But I would recommend that that you would read the very first step first because it's it's, the title of it is The State of Your Union. Because when we make that aligned connection with our higher wisdom, then it makes eating and making good nutritional choices better and easier. And it makes... Um, the relationship that we cultivate between our head and our heart easier. It makes uh, doing our emotional work easier. When we try to strong arm ourselves and, you know, and, and use our willpower to eat healthy and all the, all the things, we already know how that works. It lasts for a while, but then it doesn't out because, you know, it's too hard. But when we do it in alignment with our higher energy, with our, you know, with our sourced energy, um, then it actually is a lot easier to do. And so that's a, that's one good place to start. And then if someone wants to jump around, I know a lot of people like to go straight to the creative. The last step is the, create, the creativity piece, and it's just fun. So some people want to get a feel for what that's all about, and then they'll move around to other steps. But, um, yeah, you can jump around. But I do recommend starting with ah. the state of opinion. <laughs> okay, that makes a lot of sense. And let's uh, – so – what uh, out of the seven steps um when it comes to nutrition um uh, mm-hmm. like is that like one of the steps or is that multiple yeah, of the steps step. yeah it's the second step and that that okay. research is very clear especially when it comes to heart health you know it's i like my, michael Pollan's work he's such a good journalist and he one of his quotes is eat real food um mostly plants and not too much <laughs> Very simple, and I and I go through that in in, a, in clear ways. Like you know, everybody knows that if we increase our uh, vegetables and fruit, that we're going to be getting the nutrition and the deep cellular nourishment that we need, um, the micronutrients that all of our cells need. And we know that if we eat food that's processed and not real, that it's going to be hard on our system. And then you choose how much meat or animal products that you want to eat, if any. And um, that it's just that research is abundantly clear. So I am that in the uh, second step. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think even though people have um, argued, if you will, you know, should it be you know vegan versus vegetarian versus paleo versus keto versus whatever, right? In Chinese medicine, there's there's uh, 
definitely some, at least my understanding, there's some clear instances where people need to eat red meat, you know, um, and, 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 uh, and, and, or not depending on their individual system. But the, the big thing is like eating real food, like real the food. The big thing is eating real food. And if you eat real food, then it ends up being a lot of plants, <laughs> a lot of vegetables. So they're, the camps are funny, aren't they? They're, there's, they're very strong, yeah. whether it's paleo or keto or, or, you know, vegan. And there's, the, and there's data to support every one of them. And there's data to support both, but most of them, I know there's a little sliver of the keto or the paleo camp that, that isn't eating vegetables. But if you take that sliver out, most everyone is, is cool with eating a lot of vegetables and fruits, you know, a modest amount of fruit. Yeah, and I definitely, and I think the paleo people and the keto people, at least the ones that I know of and have interviewed and stuff, are very pro-vegetable, like very pro-vegetable. Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. and yeah, greens and, you know, and, and here's the thing is our soils are not the greatest here. I mean, even in the 30s, they they told yep. Congress that our soils were really depleted. So, I yep. mean, there's a, there's a you might have to eat more fruits and vegetables than we did a, a hundred years ago. Yeah, you're so right. You, you just, it's, it's a win, win, win across the board. And here's what's interesting. The, um, well, there's two things. The heart enters as an energy center. The color is green and the energy center just below the heart is the digestive center. So it's no accident that that digestive center supports as a foundational support just below heart, the heart, you know, just in terms of the location. So eating healthy foods has more to do than just losing the weight or having nicer skin. I mean, those are good byproducts, but it actually supports heart function on the, at the level of mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So can you share with us some of the step, like we talked about step one and two specifically, and then step seven, the creativity, would you be willing to kind of share just an outline what the other steps are? Sure. Yeah. So I already mentioned the first one is connecting to, you know, the state of our union because we, when we're in union with our, our, um, our heart and with our divinity, then we actually, we make different choices. So that's the first step. Second step is our nutrition. So we just talked about that. The third one is our uh, is movement. Now a, a human body has to have movement. It's, that's just like. And I go into some interesting research. There's a NASA physicist who wrote a book called "Sitting Kills and Eating Heals," and I I cite a lot of her statistics and research because she discovered, and we know this now. Just we're getting more uh, standard workstations and that sort of thing because we know that when we sit too long that it's really um, detrimental to our body and how we learn yeah. that is because of, the, of these um, of this NASA physicist and uh, she, she was working with Russia and all kinds of other places too and it was all corroborated but um, when a human body goes out of gravity then muscle there's muscle wasting and bone loss and there's heart you know heart function declines and and then when they come back in gravity that all can be re re um have rehabbed and the same thing happens when we sit too long as a human body our bone we have bone loss and muscle wasting and our heart health declines so that's how they learned how important it is that we need to move and so i'm a big advocate of moving ways that are fun if it isn't i mean i don't think we should strong our arm ourselves and do things that are you know forcing ourselves to go to a gym if that's not what we like to do i mean 
the music you like and dance to it, you know? That's that's like mm-hmm. good That's music. what I did before the call. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I literally was doing a little mini solo dance party. <laughs> nice. I love that. That's I'm a dancer. I love I love to to music. So um yeah, so the heart has its own pump, but, but some people may not know is that the lymph system, which is what flushes out our toxins and keeps our system clean, uh, does not have its own pump. And the pump that it needs is our movement. So that's one of the reasons that, that movement is so important. And when we're talking about a time where we want to keep our immune system and our lymph system healthy and strong, then movement is absolutely a must. So that's, that's, and then that's step three. Then step four is um, the, is this idea of cohesion in the mind that we talked about. And I go into a lot of interesting research on how we can actually um, close the gap. You know, there's a term the British use minding the gap between the head and the heart. And the more we are able to do that, uh, the easier it is for us to actually open into our heart space and open into the, the capacity capacities of the heart that we've been talking about this whole time. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's just, yeah, the mind is an interesting thing. It, it, it either takes our, it either takes us down a rabbit hole or it gives us permission to, uh, to open into these other places that we're talking about. And we have to practice that. That's like building a muscle. Yes. And um, it, it's not something that we just turn on overnight. I mean, a lot of people will say, oh, I just can't do it because I can't turn my mind off. Well, even Dalai Lama says that, but he does it anyway. You know, it's practice. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Like people, it's it's like somebody saying like, you know, just go out there, put a pair of skates on and do a double axle. They're like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to practice it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It, you, you worked, you know, painstaking hours to be able to do that. And it's the same idea here. So, yeah. Well, I haven't done it yet. In my mind, I have. And in my dreams, I've done the yeah. double axle. <laughs> Yeah, well. uh, and it's still an aspiration. So that's uh, you know, just keep going. Yeah, you know, twenty years. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. And then yeah. the next is how is our relationship with time? Because a lot of people let t- the fact that there's not enough time stop them from, say, preparing healthy food or um, spending time in meditation or a creative process. And there's a phenomenon called Einstein time that that Gay Hendricks writes about in his book, The Big Leap. And it's a small little section, but I have been playing with that for years and it works. And I describe how to do it in that chapter. And it's, it's something that helps to, uh, or like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to go into too much detail here, but <laughs> it orders the things that we have to do in our life in a very gentle way. I'll just say it that way. And it, and it allows us to be, not be a victim of time, but to be more of a director of time. And that shift is delicious, I will say. <laughs> so that's that step. And then the next step is, is tending to our heart, our, the emotional heart of ourselves and tending to our heartbreaks. And I, when we use the word heartbreak, this is actually a syndrome in Western medicine. It's called the, the broken heart syndrome. And it was when we have heartbreaks or when we have traumas that our heart actually constricts and gets smaller as a muscle rather than being strong and healthy. And this wow. is very, you know, very clear research. So people tend to think of heartbreak from a romantic perspective, but it's all the little heartbreaks that we've had in our life for something not working out or 
you know, a door being closed that we wished hadn't closed and all the little things that add up over time that constrict our heart. And this is the, the step where we actually, this is where our story comes in too, where we can actually look at it and say, you know what, if, if this is not going to hurt me, to, it's just energy, right? Our, our emotions and our stories, they're, it's just energy and energy can't hurt us. And so we, we, we look at that in that step and, and make decisions about what we're ready in gentle and easy ways. This isn't about drowning ourselves in our emotions. It's about gently looking at it and with our heart, letting, letting the energy be transformed and healed. And then the last step is this idea of using our creativity to heal. You know, meditation, everybody is very clear, or most people are clear that the research on meditation is, is excellent, right? It puts us in a branch of our nervous system where healing is possible in our body, and it calms the stress response, and it lowers cortisol um, within very short periods of time, right? Well, the same research is true for using our creativity. It lowers cortisol within just a few minutes, and it uh, lowers blood pressure, and it, and it is our stress response, and it connects us to our heart. So, um, yeah, those are the steps. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for doing yeah. that. I'm curious, um, with, with people that you've worked with, um, can you share a couple of stories uh, about, you know, like kind of some breakthroughs that people have had? Yeah, yeah. You know, gosh, there are so many, actually. A lot of them come in the emotion. I mean, there have been... There, the woman who had not spoken to two of her siblings for, I don't know, probably 30 years, I think is what it was. And wow. she, yeah, and she, and she has a very high level of inflammation and she didn't realize we, we talked about this, that, the, that she was so inflamed about these relationships in her family. And there was stuff with her parents and that kind of thing too. But um, she didn't realize that her inflammation was trying to get her attention for all this in, you know, this inflamed relationship stuff. And so she walked herself through releasing, you know, a lot of it is releasing um, and, and forgiving ourselves for what we didn't know at the time and, and forgiving other people for what they didn't know at the time. It doesn't mean to forgive necessarily actions that are unforgivable, but just releasing the hold on the whole thing. Anyway, she, she went through a couple of different uh, creative healing processes and was willing to just hold, she just put everything on a piece of paper. You know, she, she got like one large piece of paper and she just, she just drew and she slopped paint. None of this is about creating something for the, the walls of the Smithsonian. Nobody has to even see this. It's just about using the process for allowing energy to move much like people who journal know that when they journal certain emotions that it changes the landscape of that emotion inside of them. And the thing I like about the creativity is that we don't have to find words for it. We just move it. We just let things go onto the page according to our whims in the moment, you know, and then we realize, and and I should say too, that there's a, there are a a few steps to doing creative healing process. And I don't know how much detail you want me to get into this, Dr. Ken, but um, you know, we set an intention at the beginning. That's important. And then we, we, we ask of our heart, we ask an inquiry, like, how can I overcome this painful relationship with my brother and sister, this, this case of this woman I'm talking about. And then we play, we go in and we, 
to the, the creativity. And then we ask, we step back and we ask for the insights that that process would have for us. And they sound very strange, but there are insights that drop in every time for every single person about the inquiry that they posed and the intention that they went into the process wow. with. And, and those insights are the medicine. They're the personal medicine for each individual because they were willing to walk through it instead of run away from it. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So was she able to, like, heal that relationship? Yeah. Her father has died, so she was able to release a lot of almost everything with her father. And then she was able to actually connect with the, the siblings and and create a bridge of a relationship. She she doesn't really want to have a, you know, a relationship that other people have with their siblings. She just doesn't want to keep holding the inflammatory energy around it. And lo and behold, her inflammation lowered. Oh, wow. That is right? super cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is super, super cool. And I love that, you know, we're kind of marrying the, you know, the, 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 the Western proof thing, like our ego minds kind of want that proof, you know. And then that wisdom mind that kind of just knows, like, yeah, of course it's true. <laughs> of course it's what yeah. happens. It's lovely to have that data as well. I love I love both. Um, I did want to share, and we have some folks on the line here, in case you want to ask Lori a question about your own personal situation, things like that, you can uh, call in at 4, sorry, here we are, 818-514-1190 and hit 1 so we know your hand is up. Again, it's 818-514-1190 and just hit 1 because we have uh, a little bit of time left. So if you have a question for Lori, this is a great time to get some expert mentoring, coaching. Oh, gosh. You know, Lori, uh, this has been super fun. Uh, just <laughs> you're um, on it. You ask really good questions. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, would love to hear another story in case you. I know you have a ton, but just maybe. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about that. Uh, the gal with the relationship issue and the inflammation going down. Is there yeah. another story you can share with us? Yeah, I'm happy to. So, um, and I do talk about several women in the in the book because stories are really powerful. And re- more recently, so this story is not of a woman in the book. Um, there was a woman. Her name, actually, her name is Karen, and she had high. She was on medication for high blood pressure and high blood glucose, and those, are, you know, those are two not good combinations. Um, her cholesterol was ticking up a little bit, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't in the range yet where she w- would have to have medication. So she really didn't want to keep walking in that direction, right? And she, she high-powered kind of business person, and she knew she knows her stress level high. And what's interesting about high blood pressure is that, you know, that's a that's a version of tension in the body, right? Of tension in the vessels, and the the Medicine for tension is ease or uh, or release, so to speak. Right? <laughs> there's always a okay. there's always medicine that is usually a version of the opposite or some you know some you could at least start there. And so she she was very clear that I mean she just she barely slept. She thought she slept, but she was actually in a state of tension all night long. She hit the ground running. She went straight to her office. She was always putting out fires. You know one of the not a common life for some people. And she just started, she was willing to start slow. So she modified her nutrition. She found ways to play with the time, the Einstein time thing. And she just carved out like 10 minutes at her desk during the day where she took a piece of paper 
paper and a couple of highlighters and her pen, and she just gave herself permission to work out her tension on, on a page, on, on a piece of paper. <laughs> okay. I mean, that could be that simple. It doesn't mean somebody has to set up an easel and buy all the paint. And I mean, it could be that much, but it could be as simple as just grabbing a piece of printer paper and using any pen or pencil or highlighter that one has near them and just working out the, the, the tension. So she was willing to do that. And she did that for like six days, <clears throat> excuse me, and her blood pressure went down. And she started feeling better. And the other thing that's always the surprise element when we do this kind of work is that we actually become more efficient in our in our capacity to be productive. And it doesn't draw on us in the same way. It's not like rowing our boat upstream. But in the beginning, it's very hard to trust that that will actually be the case. So for some people, it has to be baby steps. And that was what she was willing to do because she she her – um, her objective was to not have to keep, you know, raising her medication or go on more medications. And so she was able to get off the blood pressure medication and she's regulated her blood glucose. And she, um, it's hard still because her wow. old patterns, yeah, wow, right? Her old patterns still want to get her attention, but she just keeps, she just keeps tending what she knows to work and it gets easier and easier each passing day. Oh yeah, that's that's a beautiful example. There's so many people that are like that Karen, and I was like that Karen too. You know, just totally Type A, um, right. and it was like almost an addiction uh, well, to be stressed. Say that because you know you probably know this too from from the side is that the hormones that get released, the cortisol and that that you know all those you know those stress hormones become addictive. It's like we feel yep. like we can operate without them coursing through our veins. And what we don't realize is, is that they're, you know, they're also killing us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sometimes I, uh, you know, when I go see my, my parents and, and my mom and, and, and see her in this pattern, I'm like, oh, I remember that pattern. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the funny thing is, is she sometimes has these, you know, heart flutters. Uh, these things in her heart, and so you know, I mean, when she's open to it, I give her some, you know, multiple different kinds of suggestions, and and it usually right. usually helps. But I think it's um, it's just so rampant in our society, just this addiction uh, to stress, and that that story is a beautiful example of of someone who you know can still recognize the pattern, can still feel it that that urge, but is in that place of basically turning her type A personality to a form of gentle discipline. So that, I and, love that. Yeah, so, yeah, because she's already talented at being type A, right? <laughs> she knows right. how to be type A. She knows how to right. get things done. So if we can turn that talent around to go, how can I be type A about being self-compassionate and gentle with myself? I love it. And so yeah. that and so that she basically got those results because she was willing to, to be in that space and um, to, to do little by little by little by little. I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's going to be this huge overnight transformation. And um, healing can work that way, but for many of us, that's not yeah. our evolved. Right. It, it's generally not a, a flip that gets switched, a switch that gets flipped, you know, overnight like that. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I mean, but 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 sometimes we do hear about things, uh, the, and some very famous people like Eckhart Tolle, uh, Byron Katie, for no, example, no, 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 you know, that, that no, overnight, no, no. overnight they're enlightened. 
Right. He also sat quiet for two years, you know, so he, I don't know. I mean, and homeless and homeless. homeless. (laughs) I'm not sure I would prefer that. (laughs) And, and Madonna even says, I mean, this isn't necessarily healing per se, but she, I remember hearing years ago her having said that she, she, it's very irritating to her when people say she's an overnight success because for 10 years she ate out of dumpsters oh. in New York alleys, yep. right? So it, it seems like it's that way, but honestly, our, our own cellular intelligence knows how quickly we can, we can unfold our healing journey. So while some things might move fast, some things might need to go a little slower just so we can integrate into our entire system. And that's okay. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So if people want to maybe work with you online, how would they do that? Yeah. I, is it okay if I give another uh, URL for that? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that um, we were giving one for the book, but if, if they want, if people want more information on how to, um, support themselves with all of these elements of healing, then I suggest they go to createtoheelstudio.com. So that's create, C-R-E-A-T-E, two, T-O, heal, H-E-L, studio, S-T-U-D-I-O, all one, no spaces, createtoheelstudio.com, slash telehealth. And there's a dash between tele and health. T-E-L-E dash health. And there's okay. there's actually a lot of free resources on there. There's some videos for um, for calming and for lowering stress and for supplements for supporting your immune health right now and nutritional um, and understanding uh, patch therapy. And the, there's a video in, on there for um, creating cohesion in the mind. I do a little kind of class on that. So there's a lot of good resources on that page. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, Lori. Well, Lori, this has been awesome spending this hour with you. I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And for your work, too. You, Yeah, you you are a light warrior. (laughs) I I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we want to thank everyone for listening in. And until next time, bye for now. Lots of love, Lori. Lots of love, everyone. Bye. Bye.